0: Welcome in, coming to you from the Concurrent Media Studio in the heart of Citrus County. However you're making this part of your day, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, through the Concurrent mobile app or website, I am sure glad you're joining. First podcast in the month of September. That also means it is the first Tuesday of the month, so there is no county commission meeting today. There was initially a special meeting scheduled for tomorrow, but it looks like that was canceled. I hope you had a wonderful, long Labor Day weekend. Uh, making Labor Day a federal holiday was signed into law by President Rover Cleveland. A fun fact that I tried to work into the Facebook post of several accounts that I manage because of his namesake Boulevard in Homosassa and Lecanto and I had nothing. It's just a, a fact without the fun. But now you know, so thanks for taking time out of your day to tune it in right here. Let's get started. Where do we go from here? That's a question I impress upon my students to ask themselves often, because the more you ask it, the more you reflect on it. And in theory, that makes it easier to answer. Where do we go from here? In college, you see, it's easy to answer. You do the coursework, you pass the class. You pass enough classes, you get your diploma. It's linear. It's logical. But that's not the real world. It's less concrete in the world that you and I live in with no clear-cut goal of what we're working toward. When we ask, where do we go from here, it really could mean to anywhere as opposed to a singular destination. And the optimist sees this and wonders at the endless opportunities that abound at the crossroads. And the pessimist fears paralysis through an overwhelming number of choices. Or worse yet, what if we made the wrong choice? We eventually have to choose, though. And if we mess it up, then we ask ourselves the same question. And we hope our reevaluation then takes us down a different path. A better path. After all, there's only so far you can see into the future to know which way you're headed. But sometimes there are warning signs that you're on the wrong path. We saw two examples of that this week in the national news cycle, but they can relate locally as well. The first example was a bomb threat called into the Boston Children's Hospital from uh, after an online personality called the Libs of TikTok wrote in a newsletter that the hospital, quote, supports castrating kids, and I have evidence, end quote. The newsletter went on to say that the hospital, quote, had full menu of castration and mutilation options for minors to choose from, end quote. The evidence for this was a video of gender surgeries that the hospital does perform, but only on patients 18 years or older. And the only reason why the account claims that minors were involved appears to be because children is in the name of the hospital itself. Even so, it led to a bomb threat being called in, presumably either to protect the perceived children who are in harm's way by disrupting the hospital operations, or to punish those who were performing the procedures that weren't actually happening. Now, let me stop here and ask myself, where do I go from here as the host of the show? The best way to gain an audience as the Daily Wire, the Babylon Bee and even Fox News have all done would be to defend the libs of TikTok's false claims and castigate the hospital for even offering these services to teenagers as 18 year old adults still technically are. And to be clear, that's an incredibly troublesome and legal part of our society because that is an awfully young age for somebody to receive this procedure. Uh, there's an even further step you could take it, such as the Babylon Bee's Seth Dillon did, which is to baselessly blame the bomb threats on the progressive left who called it in just to discredit the right who were doing the righteous work. But what I actually mean of where do we go from here isn't what gets the most audience engagements. It's where are we headed with this style of discourse? And it's easy to see that the violence that this road leads to. The bomb threat is one thing. But also this week, an online forum known as Kiwi Farms was twice shut down as a controversial American company Cloudflare dropped them as a client, and additionally, even a Russian-based company dropped Kiwi Farms shortly after. That's right, the website was too extreme for a Russian technology company. And what's made Kiwi farms so toxic is a more extreme version of what Libs of TikTok was doing. It identifies targets, usually in the LGBT community, as Libs of TikTok has, and it tries to make the targets, the, their lives, as chaotic as possible. This is usually done through doxing, which is posting someone's personal information to communities of hundreds or even thousands of people who will harass that person electronically or in person. And you may have heard of doxing but they also participate in what's called swatting, which is the act of calling in fake violent incidents to the police against someone in hopes that that report either tarnishes that person's reputation or results in law enforcement initiated violence against that person. In fact, the week before last, two weeks ago, before the Children's Hospital bomb threat, Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene's house was swatted by members of Kiwi Farms. The forum has also been tied to the suicides of three individuals and a mass shooting in New Zealand because of its content. So what do these fringe national stories have to do with us here in Citrus? As I've written about in past columns, there's a growing base of contrarian conservatives active in the closed Republican primaries. To be contrarian is not at all the same as to be extremist. And extremists exist on both sides of the political aisle. And we're seeing some incredibly troubling extremist behaviors from the left that go either ignored or worse, normalized by other parts of the media. But on the right, our extremism is trending toward violence. And that's not okay. Stockbroker turned author Ralph Shirell wrote, quote, Do your own thinking independently. Be the chess player, not the chess piece. One more time. Do your own thinking independently. Be the chess player, not the chess piece. It feels like the conservative media can see where our current tone is taking us, and yet they are still content to be the chess piece, advancing that angry narrative closer and closer to the violent extremism. Chess players, on the other hand, see several moves ahead. They stop and ask themselves, where do we go from here? And then they make the adjustments accordingly. It's possible to be concerned about the direction of the country, even contrary to some of the popular movements, and still keep from inciting anger or violence. The further we go down the current path though, the harder it is going to become to correct. Getting to topic two, but first, The Concurrent is introducing interviews into our podcast. If you or someone you know would like to come on the show, get in touch with us at contact at theconcurrent.com. That's contact at theconcurrent.com to be able to let your voice be heard on a variety of topics that we discuss right here on the show. (laughs) I hate talking national issues. (laughs) I really do, but here we go again in topic two. Another big national story from this week was the primetime speech that President Joe Biden gave on Thursday night. Uh, It helped bring the internet phrase that's been out there for a while of Dark Brandon into the mainstream. Now, I don't want to talk about that speech, although I do think the Washington Post editorial board came the closest to nailing the reaction. And this is what they said. Washington Post editorial board, quote, You don't persuade people by scolding or demeaning them, but that's how the president's speech landed for many conservatives of goodwill. Mr. Biden was wrong to conflate upholding the rule of law with his own partisan agenda, which he called the work of democracy, end quote. Yeah, that that nails it for me. I get it. If this perspective surprises you coming from a newspaper, then you clearly haven't been reading the Sunday Chronicles. I think we're in the midst of seeing our own local version of Dark Brandon, and I'll call him Dark Brian. Chronicle executive editor, Jeff Brian, last week came out hard against the president's student loan forgiveness program. And on Sunday wrote of our own government, local government here, the county commission, he wrote, quote, we've gotten very little accomplished in the past two years. Whether it's an inability to properly fund residential road resurfacing, build a new animal shelter, or support much-needed traffic signals at intersections, government ineptitude has shined brightly at the local level, end quote. I'm not nearly as concerned as what the commission hasn't done, but rather what it has done. Funding a Ford Island bike trail with $1 million in an attempt to capture state money that was vetoed, allocating well over a million dollars into relief of relief funds into programs that have yet to produce tangible results, and non-transparent practices such as the absorption of EMS and separating stormwater into a fee structure are all reasons for residents to be justifiably frustrated things that they have done. However, I'm going to steal some of the Washington Post's language from before and say of Dark Brian, or Brian's quote, that you probably don't persuade commissioners by scolding them or demeaning them. And that's how this commentary probably landed for commissioners of goodwill. Don't get me wrong, I'm all for tough. Love. But at the core of Jeff Bryan's arguments is he's advocating for more government action, whereas the examples that I bring up are the government programs and projects that we could do without. And that's always my perspective is scale it back. Certainly both points, his and mine, are about better prioritization. Although I don't necessarily agree with his message, I do like the intent of what the Chronicle's newsroom chief has been doing lately. Longtime listeners of the show will know that I have often said there have been times where this tone has been necessary but absent. I just don't know how the Dark Brian approach is going to be received by others, particularly our elected officials. That's all from The Bobby Winslow Show. Follow Concurrent on social media for the latest updates, and we'll be back next Tuesday at noon. If you want to join this conversation, find us on social Concurrent Facebook, Twitter, go to the Concurrent website, post on our discussion boards. I will catch you back here next Tuesday.